How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. So the field goal was no good, but it's negated by 12 men on the field. Denver oh will get God. a second chance to kick this field goal for the win. Lutz kicks it on the way, and it is good! Impossibly devastating losses are almost becoming the signature of the Sean McDermott era. It's inexcusable. I called for McDermott's head, but now I'm demanding for it. Ken Dorsey fired. Quarterbacks coach Joe Brady will serve as interim offensive coordinator. Buffalo has dropped four of six, hasn't scored more than 25 points in those six. Four giveaways last night, three charged to Josh Allen. Well, maybe Josh Allen's the problem. Diggs! Family drama. Mike Danger. So what are we talking about, Gino? Gene Battaglia. Let's talk radios. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. All right, we're standing by to hear from Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott. His scheduled Zoom conference uh, was at 4 o'clock, uh, and predictably, it's running a few minutes late. Yeah. Uh, while we're waiting, uh, I mean, it feels like uh, a foregone conclusion, Gino, but let's just throw it out there. Who's in hot water? In the sports bar. Gives me no great pleasure to say that Sean McDermott is hot water uh, here. Like, you just heard Romy there in the open. That's the signature of the Sean McDermott era? Absolutely is, man. I mean... It, I, I hate to to pick at a, old wounds, but think about it, man. At how many times when they lose, they lose in spectacular fashion, and it ain't cool. It ain't cool. No, <laughs> like you're, you're. It's always a mismanagement. It's always a small detail. It's always. I mean, it really is funny. Like for all the 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 joking we make about the Chargers chargering, the Bills basically say, "Hold my beer." LA, watch what we can do. It's it's disgusting. 
Sean McShottenheimer That's in hot right. water. Uh, see how good hot water can be, though, at Ace Swim and Leisure. Ace has been serving Rochester area families since 1962. It isn't very often something comes along as new and cool and different. As the all-new Jacuzzi Swim Spa, it's the right size. It's the right price. The pool spa combo that gives you a pro-grade water workout and therapeutic water massage. See the all-new Jacuzzi Swim Spa for yourself at Ace Swim and Leisure's Chai Lai Avenue store today or aceswim.com. All right, 866-4F. A-N is our phone number, and a lot of you have reaction, not just to last night's game, but to the news today that Ken Dorsey has been relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator, and Joe Brady, quarterback's coach, will now be interim offensive coordinator uh, while we're waiting for head coach Sean McDermott. Yeah, and here are the ground rules. Please call us, but know that we're going to go over to McDermott when he's ready to talk here. Uh, Waiting patiently, Terry from Greece. Hey, Terry, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, just a couple quick thoughts. Um, Number one, I was an English teacher for for 30 years, and uh, this last four years watching the Bills has been like a run-on sentence, and I believe that this stupid thing that happened last night with the 12 guys on the field is a period, so we've got to begin and, and shake things up, and uh, this is just the beginning. Okay, and the other thing is, here's my thoughts, too. My wife was in Kodak forever, and uh, she always trusted the top people because they played, made very good money. And they also thought they were smart because they made so much money. But evidently, they weren't that smart. Okay. And the other quick thing is I got to say is I, I usually don't get to talk on the, on the radio very often. But since I, I tore my quad, okay, and my quad was quivering like crazy for four hours watching that game last night. My quad has been surgery and everything else. And I'm just kind of irritated sitting here with my quad quivering. Uh, Terry, nobody nobody should put themselves through any sort of physical pain watching the Buffalo Bills. So we actually feel bad for you about that one. I mean, that's like a quivering quad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Terry Terry brings up a good point. Like, somebody that that worked or had his wife work for Kodak, like, you want to believe that the people up top are put together, that they know what they're doing. Dysfunction starts at at the the top. top. It always, always starts at the top. And I don't think we should dismiss the idea that what Perino said about Terry Bagula, we haven't heard him speak about this football team since when, Gene? The owners' meetings of 2019? Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. Terry, great call, and uh, that's okay. the way to do it. Appreciate your, your, your time here. 2016, can you believe that? Uh, our number, 866-4326, as we wait, Sean McDermott. I have a feeling we'll say that for another half hour, so <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, joining us, Justin Rondekoy. What's up, Justin? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Just wanted to throw my two cents in there and you know do our little therapy session here. Uh, <laughs> I just think McDermott has been given uh, way more credit for the turnaround than uh, – than he should have. I mean, I think that's kind of the reason people are hanging on, not removing him, um, even after 13 seconds. Um, you know, go back to 2017 before Josh. The only reason we're in the playoffs is because Andy Dalton makes an improbable throw. Sure. We have a negative point differential that year. I mean, Nate Peterman, need I say more? <laughs> uh, we happen to land Josh. Um, then he supermans us, you know, to, uh, you know, the playoffs and whatnot, and Dean builds him a better roster. But McDermott's still, like uh, that guy said, you know, signature losses, uh, 13 seconds, Jonathan Taylor running all over us at New England, at Jacksonville, the Houston playoff mess, I mean, and on and on and on. Uh, you look at GMs or owners that had the balls to uh, get rid of somebody, you know, like uh, Doug Collins and uh, Ella, or Chicago, and then they uh, promoted a guy named Phil Jackson, 
And then uh, Golden State says goodbye to Mark Jackson and then promotes a guy named Steve Kerr. Um, and there's there's plenty more examples, but I think that's where we missed our shot after 13 seconds was uh, promoting Dave on getting, getting rid of McDermott. Well, yeah, uh, you, thanks for letting me vent, and I'll shut up and listen. Yeah, thanks, th- thanks Justin. And I think that's where we're at, and maybe it's not too late. That's the, the hope I'm going to give our, all business. It's, it might be too late this year, but as far as making that switch and getting the coach to bring you over, if, like we brought up Dungy before, we brought up Gruden. Um, you know, the, the, the good example there, I would say, though, that's Kerr's a good example. There, 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 is, there is something, though, to them being a package deal. Are they? Is being a McDermott a package? I mean, they've gotten their extensions at the same time. He just got his extension, right? Like, there's something to that. And as much as I'm out, I'm out, right? Like, I'm yeah. done. I this is this is more than any fan base should have to tolerate. You know, taking an L from time to time because you were outplayed or outworked on the field, or or you know, like plays happen, good plays happen all the time in the NFL. But this is consistently. Coaching. This is consistently attention to detail. These losses can't happen anymore. So I'm out. I don't know that you have somebody. I don't know that you would want somebody internally from this tree to elevate. I, I no. almost think now you have to. You, you, you would have to. And I would go back. Okay. Go back to <laughs> go back to the last year of Rex Ryan and Doug Whaley and Terry Bagula. Remember the management structure? They were siloed. I don't know if they're siloed again, but that would suggest at least Terry Bagula would have the fortitude to say, Brandon, step aside. It's, it has to come for Bagula, but again, impossible to know what's going on in his mind. Uh, as we wait for Sean McDermott, eight six six four three two six. Mike in Sodus Bay, how is it out there today, Mike? Oh, it's gorgeous day out in the bay. A little bit windy, but it's gorgeous. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but McDermott used to be a championship wrestler. <laughs> oh, hold on a second, Mike. Wow. Did, I no. di- didn't. Thank you for sharing that with me. I did not know that that was his background. So as a longtime high school wrestling coach, I got to tell you, what differentiates most wrestlers is the attention to detail, which is why it's so confounding that he keeps losing the same way or the team keeps losing because they're not prepared. Um, it hasn't translated. So all the people that want to talk about his wrestling career, that's a huge gap right there. Now, I want to go back to the very first decision he had to make when he was hired as the coach. And I know this is whining, and I talked about it with you guys before, but his very first decision was to trade the 10th pick, Patrick Mahomes, for more people because he knew better than the owner who wanted Mahomes badly and in the and, and I justified it in my head because okay we got Josh who turned out to be great and we ended up with White and with Edmonds but White's probably gone Edmonds is gone so now it's just Mahomes versus Josh and I don't think it we didn't make the right decision um, and I do also realize the initial coaching staff he had was not prepared to coach Patrick Mahomes. He might have been destroyed if we had picked Mahomes. But in the end, he chose not to pick the quarterback of this generation. He chose that he knew better. And so that's my rant. I'm sorry. 
Love you guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Don't Bye. apologize no. for your rant. We're getting through. Like I said at the beginning, we're going to walk through this day together. We're going to get through it all together. It's it's frustrating. We've all got a lot of emotions after last night. It's. I'm trying an analogy. It's like uh, when you you realize your spouse is unfaithful or something like that. Now it's all like, oh my gosh. Now I understand. Now I see it all. Like like Sean McDermott and all these mistakes, but hey, you're 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 sort of getting to winning, and this isn't the drought era, and everything is just fine. This isn't fine. It's not fine. And for 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 Mike to bring up, <laughs> go back to the first draft. Well, you know, if you drafted Mahomes, you wouldn't have the 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 network around him. It wouldn't have worked out. And we kind of sold ourselves on that idea. Um. While I have a moment before we hear from head coach Sean McDermott, his weekly Zoom, uh, fan Rochester man on a mission. And look, yeah. hard to to select one uh, when you have a game like you had last night. But my guy, my vote goes to James Cook. I disagree with benching a, a player after you make a mistake. Like, it's like, what, you didn't think he knew he made a mistake on the first play from scrimmage when he fumbled the football? Uh, the fumbles were a problem. He he put the ball on the on the ground twice. Uh, lucky to, to have one bounce right back into his arms. But when he had the ball in his arms and when he held on to it, 109 yards on just 12 carries, 9.1 yards per carry. James Cook, our man on a mission, brought to you by the Open Door Mission. Go to opendoormission.com to see how you can guarantee a win for someone today. Sean McDermott is now talking. All right, let's go to Sean McDermott. John, uh, this move is going to come, you know, on a short week here, going Monday into Sunday, when you had two longer weeks where, you know, it might have been a little more convenient to make a move like this and make a change. Is that an indication of the urgency that was required that this move had to happen right now? Well, I know it's, listen, there's, there's never a good time to do it, right? In particular, on a short week, it just felt like, um, you know, this was the right time. And, and uh, you know, always want to try and do what's best for the team. And, I felt like this was needed right now. And as we go into that, into that locker room on Sunday to, to play the jets across the street here at home, that um, this is the move that was needed. And, uh, and that's why I did. This is a, a move that I don't think you've been a part of in your career in terms of being on a team where a coordinator change was made mid season. What is your anticipation of, of the impact, whether it be in the locker room or, you know, with the coaching meetings or, or how this is going to be received organizationally wide? Uh, with with the locker room you're saying or the players or the coaches Lock, or, locker room players primarily yeah yeah I mean this is uh it's un, it's an unfortunate part of our business right um, it's a results driven business and sometimes changes are made and um, you know in particular when they happen during the course of a season um, you know you've got to turn the page rather quickly unfortunately and, and move on and get yourself ready to go for for this week All right thanks Sean appreciate it yep hey Sean John Worrell. Um, you talk about confidence and energy. What sapped this offense of its confidence and energy, do you think? Well, I mean, I th- listen, I mean, I think it's just when you're, when you're not producing, right, that over the course of time, that's, that's what, where's, where's confidence levels thin. And, and, um, and I think that's really, um, you know, the goal here is to, is to find that confidence again, either before or after you get some, you get some consistent production. And um, I think through the better course of of 10 games um that's really where we were we were we were you know inconsistent and because of that not scoring enough points so um you know that's that's the uh at this point that's the goal we've got to find that confidence we've got to find that energy we've got to find that 
um, consistent level of production. And how much did you feel this um, move was necessary to, 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 to not, I guess, lose the locker room in some ways because the defense has been banged up and, and, and the offense seems to be frustrated? Give me your question. How much do you feel that this move was necessary to not lose your locker room in the sense that the defense, you know, has been banged up and playing very well and, 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 and the offenses look frustrated? Well, I think more than anything, it's it, it, it's it's to make sure that we're trying to improve our, our football team in every area that we can. Um, and uh, and that's my job as the head coach of this football team. So, um, you know, when you look at, again, like I said a few minutes ago, go, we're going in five days back in that locker room. And I think it's important that those guys feel, hey, something's changed, right? And, and there's and there's something new that we can that we can be excited about in terms of, um, uh, you know, an opportunity to improve, really. And and, um, and I think that's that's a piece of it. But also, um, it just like I said, just got to be um, the right time right now to make the move and um, and see if we can get some get some energy about our offense right now. Thanks, Sean. Hey, hey, Sean, Josh Reed here. Uh, thanks for taking some time for us. Um, from from a human um, kind of aspect of this whole thing, um, I would say a lot more people have been on Ken Dorsey's shoes than your shoes. What's it like to have to have that conversation, assuming that Ken Dorsey was doing all that he possibly could to succeed and working hard at his job? How How tough is that? Yeah, Josh, I appreciate that. It is extremely tough. Um, and when, when, um, a person, a coach like Ken has been working as hard as he's been working, um, you know, it makes it uh, doubly tough to, 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 uh, to share that news. Um, Ken's a good person. His family are great people. And, um, like I said, they were invested deeply in our organization, our team, and, and they've done great things. They have, they've helped us accomplish a lot here. Um, so it made it doubly tough. And one just last thing for you. Um, so Joe Brady becomes the interim OC. Um, the, the, who takes over as the quarterback coach now? Yeah, we're so we're still working through that, as you as you'd imagine. You know, with the short week and game planning, and that's really what we're focused on right now. And then I'm sure the follow up questions are going to be who's going to go where, where's Joe going to call it from, and, and we'll work through that as the week unfolds. Okay, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Sure. Hey, Sean. During the course of, you know, the last year and a half, obviously the last half season, you have now been preparing to go against opposing offenses. Did you feel like your offense became too predictable? You know what? I just, um, I just, like I said, I think overall the best thing to do right now is not get into kind of the, what the, what the reasons were that led to this change, but just overall what we can do about it moving forward. And, and that's really what I'm focused on right now is I just felt this was the right time. Um, certainly, you know, unfortunate situation, um, but overall trying to instill some, some new energy in our offense, new confidence and new consistency in terms of the production uh, producing on a more consistent level. So whether it was predictable, not predictable, um, you know, I certainly have my opinions overall. I'll keep those in the house for now, if you don't mind. Do you, it feels like the natural progression was that if this move was going to be made, that Joe would get elevated into that interim role. But what has he done from your standpoint to kind of earn this opportunity? I know he's called plays in the past and he's had the job before, but from the time he's joined your team, what have you seen from him to kind of give him this opportunity? 
Well, he comes with some experience, uh, to your point. You know, I think overall, um, you know, just his, his day-to-day command of, of, uh, of his job uh, more than anything. And, um, you know, it's like, like anything else, some of this is a projection and um, also want to see what he can do in this, in this role. And he has a close relationship with Josh and as a quarterback coach. And, and um, you know, we've talked, we talked this afternoon and really actually earlier this morning and um, he's got some ideas and, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Thank you, John. Sure. Hey, Sean, I was curious, you said now was the right time to do this on a short week. Obviously, that comes with difficulties. Why did you feel like this week right now, today was the day to do this versus maybe last week when you might have had an extra day for game planning and adjustments and that sort of thing? Yeah, it's just, you know, overall, again, I wanted to, to look at um, where we were and, and uh, where we might be able to go um, moving forward. And I just didn't feel like last week was the right time and really was focused on winning the game as I am this week. And um, you know, I want to give our players uh, the best chance to win. And I felt like this was, this was a decision that would, that would do that going into Sunday's game. Obviously you mentioned Joe's relationship with Josh. Josh had heavily endorsed Dorsey and, you know, had a lot of support for him. What have the conversations been like with Josh and making this change? And obviously, you know, mentioned getting that confidence back in the locker room, his confidence specifically with the turnovers as of late, what have those conversations kind of been like with Josh and making this change? Well, you know, Josh and I speak daily, uh, and uh, this decision was made by me and me alone. Um, beyond that, it's it's Josh's responsibility and job to to come out and um, help Coach Brady, for, you know, formulate the game plan and and then come out and execute the game plan and take care of the football and and lead our offense more than anything. Thanks, Sean. Hey, Sean, Heather here. Um, just where? Uh, where do you see Josh, uh, like his mentality and, and kind of just his, where he is in his mental state right now? I know the words confident um, has, has come up a lot, but with Josh specifically, um, where do you see he is right now, just just mentally? Yeah, I mean, probably not where we'd like him to be. Um, and that's, that's natural based on some of the results that we've gotten this year, some of the results he's gotten, um, some of the turnovers in particular. And uh, but I'm confident that he'll find it. And and I think, again, just some of the new energy around our offense, my hope is um, and my aim is that it'll, it'll create a little bit of confidence, clarity, and, and, and ability to anticipate it as opposed to, in some cases, react. And, um, and I think that's what a part of playing the quarterback position is all about. How have you seen Josh's relationship with Joe kind of progress as Joe um, joined this organization? Um, as you know, Josh is an easy guy to get along with. And, and, uh, and so I didn't surprise me that the two of them, you know, formed a good relationship, much like, um, uh, coach Dorsey did it with, with Josh as well. And, and so, um, you know, I think that Joe and, and Josh have a good relationship and now it's going to be taken to another level, um, with Joe in a slightly different seat. So, um, but my hope is that connection that was newly formed over the last year and change uh, will serve them both well in this in this new uh, in this new challenge. Sean, hi, Sean. You know, fans, media, people—they generally look at you know coaching a lot of times the big picture, scheme, play calling, things like that. But 
you know, the, the details, you're always very prideful of the details and the fundamentals and being buttoned up. And that's gotten away from your team a little bit here offensively, the fumbles, the interceptions. How much of that goes into thinking about the overall decision? How much of that is coaching those little details on a day-to-day basis of being buttoned up and maybe leads to something like this? Well, I think to your point, South scheme is one thing, right? But the, but sometimes it's in the margins, right, too. And so you got to look at both when you're looking at the, the broader picture of everything and, and fundamentals, technique, um, overall energy, as I said, of, of, the, of the offense in this case, um, you know, a certain level, a certain DNA of the offense and, and mindset. And, and, and so I, I think that's important, right? And because running plays is one thing, but how you run them is another. And and the pride that you take in, in doing things the right way. And so um, it's never just one thing, um, but you've you got to evaluate the, the, total, the total package here. And uh, one question on yesterday's game. I don't think you were asked this after the game, so I apologize if you were. You elected to take the ball first on the opening coin toss. Um, what went into that decision uh, to do that and kind of a departure from what you normally do? Yeah, I just wanted to find ways to jumpstart things and uh, and to show to show the offense that I was confident in them and, I uh, wanted to see us come out and move the football. And unfortunately we fumbled the ball around the first play. So, um, you know, that's, it didn't go the way I wanted it to, but I was hoping to find a way to, to spark some things there. Thanks coach. Yeah. Hey Sean, on the broadcast, we saw you getting after Josh a little bit after one of his interceptions, I believe it was the one just before the half. Do you feel there's any need for him to be coached a little bit harder moving forward than he has been throughout the season? Well, uh, you know, it's always with every, with every player, you're always trying to be um, the best coach you can be for that player, right? And, and, and teach them um, in the way that they respond best. And so sometimes in this case for Josh, it's going to be tough love. And, and uh, I believe in the truth. I believe in honesty. And so um, I had seen enough yesterday of turning the ball over. And so, so he was going to hear it. So um, I think that, that uh, at the end of the day, I, we don't, I don't believe in, in, uh, jading the truth um, because I don't think you grow from it. Even though those conversations are hard once in a while, um, they got to take place. Hey, Sean, um, when you balance a decision like this, and you, and you mentioned a couple times this season that you're heavily involved in all three phases, how do you balance the accountability for the offense's struggles um, with Ken and the job that he's done, and then your involvement with that unit. Give me your, I'm sorry, Matt, give me your question again. Just, you know, obviously you're involved in all three phases, right? You know, okay. you're, you're, you're controlling to a certain degree what the offense does. How do you balance your own accountability when you're making a decision like this in your role in the offense and maybe even pitching it forward a little bit, what you might have learned this season that you're going to apply to now this new relationship with Joe and his new role. Right. Listen, I'm the head coach of the football team. So, um, you know, I always start with myself first. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the right way to do things as a leader. And, and, um, I try and do that. Um, so, uh, we can all be better starting with me and, um, you know, just overall, I try and give my coordinators room to, to put their signature on each phase, right. Uh, special teams offensively in this case. And, give them enough room to do their jobs but along with their staff. I believe in that. Um, and so, um, you know, I feel like, again, a, t- a change was needed and, and I'm excited about uh, what could become moving forward. Uh, it is a short week, but again, in fairness to the players, I felt like this was the right time and 
Um, I just, we're looking for just an overall energy about our offense and confidence. And in terms of the, you know, the locker room, could you kind of assess the status or state of the culture inside the building? You know, so much has been made, you know, nationally about maybe the room, there being a problem in the locker room, you know, Pat McAfee, who has a bunch of your players on his show was even talking about that. They're potentially being a problem in the locker room. Do you sense that's the case? I'm not aware of, of what he was uh, referring to. Um, I can just tell you that we've got good guys in our locker room and, um, you know, for years, these guys have hung together and, and we've won a lot of games and, um, at the end of the day, they're frustrated. Right. And so, um, you know, it's my job as a coach, um, to find ways to, um, inspire change. And that's, and that's what I did in this situation to, um, get us to where we're trying to get to as a football team. Hey, Sean, um, you've mentioned a few times just looking for more confidence out of the team. I was wondering, outside of just like wins alone, where do you tangibly hope to see confidence or vice versa? Where have you not seen it lately across the offense? Well, I think, like I said, you know, there's there's been times when we have moved the ball and scored points. But those times, I believe, um, have become few and far between. Right. So. Um, you know, I can point to the Miami game, which I felt very good about. Obviously, we, were, we scored on just about, if not out, you know, every drive there. But since that Miami game, and really um, before that, there were some times when I didn't feel like we were moving the ball well enough and, and scoring points. So um, it's just, it's the whole thing, right? It's the whole body of work. It's not just off of two games or four games. It's, it's the entire season at this point. And, and so um, that's really um, the way I evaluated the, the, uh, the entire season. So I guess just to clarify that is to you, confidence is that mostly scoring points or are there intangible things that you're also sensing on the offense over that whole stretch of games? Yeah, both, both. Like, uh, when Sally asked me about, um, you know, some of the finer points, some of the details, some of the fundamentals it's, it's in the margins. That's one piece. And then it's also, um, you look at the X's and O's, right. And, and so, um, just evaluate the whole thing. Thanks, Sean. Coach, good afternoon. Mookie Hawkins, one for Sports Cincinnati. How you doing? I'm all right, Mookie. Yeah, Coach. Um, I mean, 10 games in, how tough has this been for you? You know, you know, having these dual roles as head coach in DC. You know, can it be overwhelming for you at times? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm good to go, man. Um it's I'm I'm as frustrated as as uh as anyone out there and um you know we're trying to win one game at a time right now we got a chance to to right the ship and i'm extremely proud of how um guys played at some at some positions last night like i mentioned and um i thought the defense played really well um through the better better part of the game um but that but there's also things that we can do better defensively as well so um you know we've got to we've got to get back to, to playing winning football on the offensive side of the ball and special teams in particular coming off the last game. Absolutely, man. You guys have 500 for the first time in a long time. You guys have been battling, literally just been battling out there. So, Coach, how do you regain having a pulse on what this team should look like? I feel like I, feel like I know what it should look like. I use the word regain. I think I know and I've always known what it should look like. Um, we've won a lot of games around here. 
um, you know, um, so I'm, I don't think I've ever lost that, um, to be honest with you. Appreciate your time, Coach. Uh, Sean, uh, when you need to make a decision like this, how much of it is on the collective, uh, meaning all the different parts involved with the team, um, that when you don't do your job or when we aren't successful as an organization, people lose their jobs? I'm not sure. Help me understand the, the question so I can answer it directly, Tim. Well, uh, how much of this is on the players that Ken Dorsey lost his job? Or is this strictly Ken Dorsey's merit? Like I said, it's never just one piece, right? It's never one piece. So it's, it's, it's um, like anything else, it, it starts um, uh, in that regard. And, and, uh, but it's never, it's never just one piece. It's, it's a, uh, just like anything, it's a shared commitment and a shared investment and, and a shared result. So, <coughs> That's really what it boils down to. What, uh, any, if any, consideration was made to doing uh, to making a similar change with special teams? Uh, I'm not not uh, doing that. Uh, confident in Coach Smiley, and and uh, we obviously didn't play well enough last night, and and uh, in the return game, um, in terms of their returns, uh, their kickoff returns, their punt returns, and then situation at the end of the game so um, certainly not happy about that and that's something that that we take pride in in terms of our preparation our detail and like I mentioned after the game we practiced that um, this week in fact and and um, something as quote-unquote simple as that a substitution pattern um, that should be able to be executed right there and is there any additional explanation you can give on that with the uh, extra man on the field? Uh, with through your debriefing, uh, reviewing the situation, talking with uh, with Matt Smiley as to what happened there. Well, if you look before half, Tim, um, uh, it was somewhat of a similar situation where they were kicking a faster field goal, um, and and normally you stay with your defensive team out there. Your defensive, we call it defensive stay, and be, and you do that so that you're not having a fire drill type of situation unfold where you're trying to get so many on and so many off. And now at the end of the game, um, there's two schools of thought. Either you do the same and, and rush with your defensive unit, or you try and get your block, your max, your max rush uh, unit out there. And that's, that's what coach tried to do. And um, unfortunately a certain amount went in and, and not uh, the equivalent came out. And so we ended up with one, two minutes. And then just my last question, this is more, I guess, from a rule standpoint, because it seemed to be some confusion among fans out there, and I don't know the answer, but when a team rushes its field goal unit out there, do you have the chance or should the officials uh, delay the, the play to allow you to get your team out there just like you would a personnel substitution on defense? How does that work? Yeah. Well, I think it's both. I think, yeah, it's the, everybody knows the situation, the clock's running and, and the rule is underneath two minute, they, they do not have to allow you to, you know, they don't have to stand over the ball, basically a base sub. Um, so it's, um, it just rolls. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Yep.
John, you mentioned it's it's never one thing, and that you know some of the, your your reasons for this are, are going to stay private. But where would the offense's tendency to turn the ball over sort of rank in things that that tip this decision for you? Uh, you know, it's certainly up there, um, and it's uh, it, you can't win football games doing that. It's, it's losing football, and um, so. I think that's that's one of the the boulders, if you will, of um, just things that are non-negotiable and things you can't do and expect to win. Does it happen from time to time? Yeah, it happens to everyone, um, but it can't it can't happen as much as it's been happening. Because um, you're not going to give yourself a chance to win as a team. So it's it's a piece of it, um, you know. But it's it's uh, it's all part of a bigger picture. Thank you. Hey, Coach, you guys are going up against the Jets here on Sunday afternoon. What makes them so tough on defense? Uh, I know you guys played them in the first week of the season, but why are they so tough to score on, and, and how important will that fast start on offense be, um, knowing that they're a team that can take the ball away and are hard to score against in the red zone? Yeah, they've got a tremendously talented football team, Maddie, and, and in particular on the defensive side. I mean, they've got multiple number one picks, uh, high picks on that defensive front, Sauce Gardner as well. And, and so uh, extremely talented defense that plays fast and physical. And then on defense for you guys, how, how great was it to see, to see you guys take the ball away again? It was a, a couple games without that, but how important is that going to be uh, going forward, knowing that the offense unfortunately has had uh, uh, a few turnovers this season? Yeah, that was good to see. I mean, the guys were playing hard. They were playing fast, and, and they were physical. And so when you, when you do that, um, sometimes that ball comes out. And so um, glad to see us, uh, super excited to see us run to the football and, and really outwork people right there. And that's some of the, what I'm talking about with it's in the margins, right, in terms of your effort, uh, your tenacity, how physical you play. And it's not always just the X's and the O's. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. That's all the questions. Thanks, Coach. All right, there Thank we you. go. Sean McDermott uh, on Zoom addressing uh, Bills Media this afternoon. Yeah, you know, never one thing. Talked about confidence. Well, here's what I hate about everything that we just listened to. It had to happen. And it didn't have to happen because of the turnovers or because of Ken Dorsey's scheme or because of the locker room. It had to happen because if it didn't happen, all we would be talking about today is cover zero and 12 men on the field, both under his supervision. And the Dorsey thing is a failure on his part as well. But all of the talk today about the Dorsey firing, I mean, Ken Dorsey didn't line up 12 men on that, on that final field. Ken Dorsey didn't call cover zero when you had that offense out of field goal range late in the game. Nobody's going to talk about that today because Ken Dorsey is out. And Joe Brady is in. I don't buy any of it, man. It's, it's a political move. It's, it's something that you see happen all the time. It's us as golden retrievers following the tennis ball. Your your not so distant reference in Bills history would be Rex Ryan, where the Buffalo Bills in week two 
put up 31 points. Yeah, more often than not, you win. Uh, now they lost this game, 37-31. Here are the fun stats. Ryan Fitzpatrick that night, 374 yards passing. Eric Decker, 126 yards receiving. Matt Forte, 30 carries. 30 carries for 100 yards. Can you imagine that? It, yeah, no, we're not. We, we need to fire the offensive coordinator because we didn't get the 38 points. I, we came back the next day like, really? Doesn't that feel like this is kind of happening? Sorry. It's exactly yeah. what's happening. Yeah. It's exactly what's happening. We're going to spend all this time talking about the offense and all the problems on the offense and Ken Dorsey, bad Ken Dorsey, bad, bad Ken Dorsey, not good at his job. This is a failure on multiple levels by Sean McDermott. I'm not buying any of it. And I think the only reason why this, or the biggest reason why this happened today is because it takes heat off of him, his incompetence. 12 men on the field for the field goal attempt is him. We practiced it. Doesn't matter. It's you. Cover zero on consecutive plays. Coaches have gotten fired for less. The second of which you were already out of field goal range. Right. Loved the first one. Worked. Twice in a row. We're going to die aggressive. If we're going to die, we're going to die aggressive. All right. Fine, coach. Fine. We're not talking about, nobody's talking about that today. None of the national talking heads are talking about that today. The, the headline is Ken Dorsey's out. Look at this offense. What has happened in What's Buffalo? What's wrong with Josh Allen? Yes. Where's the confidence? Yes, Where's like, the swagger? Go online and there's cover one doing all their breakdown of the offensive problems. And Hey, uh, the defense played well for the majority of that game last night. They did. But 12 men cover zero. These are things that fall right under Sean McDermott. And we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about Ken Dorsey and the bad offense, the turnovers and everything that's wrong. Like that's still coach McDermott. That's still Sean McDermott. That's still his responsibility. He, you know, the clock was ticking when he doubled down on defense by moving on from Leslie Frazier and by doing what he did today and moving on from Ken Dorsey, he basically has given himself seven games to try and save his job. Seven games to try and save his job. (sighs) This doesn't work out. Where do we go? All right. Um, oh, I know we've got uh, some some people waiting on the line, and, and we've been trying to get to as many of your calls this afternoon as we can at 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326. If you want to jump on into the sports bar here with Danger and Bataglia, we're going to take a break and come back with some of those phone calls. Happy hour is right around the corner as well. Stay with us here on the Fan Rochester. You know, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There is a wide range 
range of betting options, everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to join me on FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash M-I-K-E for this NFL season on FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pre-game money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Up a stool and join us. 585 866 4 FAN 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 957 FM and AM950 The Fan Rochester. No, it wasn't good enough. Can't turn the ball over, period, let alone four times. And field position can't start at the minus 40 or whatever it was, minus 41. That's it's not good enough. You throw and catch the ball, you run with the football, and, and, and your, your job description is to execute and, uh, and maintain possession of the ball. Uh, so that's it's not good enough. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott post-game last night after the Bills fall to the Broncos and extraordinary fashion as they seem to do when they lose number I, I i could they just lose by like three touchdowns we turn the game off oh not their night no every game it's all these losses in the mcdermott era yeah yeah there, there's too many of them and uh you know i don't know i 
I, I want to believe that we all deserve a little bit better. But here we are. We're at a point now where I think uh, you've got a, a head coach who, how many more excuses are you getting? How many more chances are you going to give the special teams coordinator after 13 seconds? It's Leslie Frazier less than 12 months ago. It's Ken Dorsey now. This is, the clock is ticking. It's me pointing out we were down five defensive starters last night. Yeah, that's rare. That That is almost like an excuse as if to say, I am afraid <laughs> that this is going to cost me my job because it's always been steadfast and true. Next man up. We're, we're, we're confident we're going to be next man. There are no excuses for the performance. Defense, for the most part, performed well. Going to question that cover zero when you have them pinned back and they're not mm. even in field goal range. Hate that call. Hate that call. And of course, the, the Johnson penalty that, that leads to the eventually game-winning field goal before we even talk about 12 men on the field. Look, we're all kind of trying to make heads or tails out of everything that's gone on here in the last 24 hours with the Buffalo Bills. And we know that you have a voice as well here at 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326-GINO. Let's take a couple of calls before we get to happy hour. Yeah, absolutely. Brad, waiting patiently. Hey, Brad, what's going on, buddy? Hey, um, McDermott's painted himself into a corner. If they don't do well, if they don't make the playoffs, if I'm Bean, he's gone. Um, and who would replace him? I actually got something for that. One, go from the Indy Reed tree, pull the enemy out of Washington. Frank Reich's going to get fired from South Car- from Carolina. And he could be the OC to be a solid person in Josh's ear and yell at him. And then finally, Leslie Frazier comes back as the DC with McDermott gone. Uh, oh, come on. We'll bring back Rex at this come point, on. too. Bring back the band. Yeah. And know what? Yeah, Brad, I, I, love, I love that we're, but I love that we're thinking about it, right? Yeah. Like we're, just, we're going and we're like, I. McDermott will not bring Frazier back. No. You know that. No. You know that, guess what? If they don't make the playoffs, Someone, his head is on the line. Uh, can I, and Brad, appreciate the call. That was McDermott in a nutshell. He fired Leslie Frazier, but he didn't have the courage to be direct with you, the fan, to tell everybody what was going on because we all like Leslie Frazier. He's a good man. Why would you do that to him, particularly this late in the offseason where he can't get I don't another know. job? I mean, I think there were a lot of people last year that were saying fire Leslie Frazier. There were also a lot of people saying Leslie Frazier deserves to be a head coach. Well, if he deserves to be a head coach, why are the Bills firing him? I don't understand. Well, be direct. At least, well, today they were direct, although relieved of his duties. That's the euphemism for fired linda waiting patiently hey linda hi gentlemen so i will first admit to you that i did not watch the game and i listened to half of it because i was already depressed about other things so i didn't want to get worse depressed this is my thought will brandon bean have the cojones to actually fire sean mcdermott is one and two when it comes to josh I there's been notes in the media that he's like really good buds with Gabe Davis and like Dawson Knox and those are his buds and they go to hockey games and all this. And I just have to wonder like how much of that personal relationship plays into where Josh throws the ball and who he throws it to, you know? And then there's the thought about, 
shotgun versus under center. And the data shows under center, you're a lot more successful. But why aren't we? Well, Josh is more comfortable in the shotgun. And guess what? If you're the coach, it's like get in line, pal. <laughs> you know, I don't care you're the $50,000 man or million dollar man. Get in line and get with the program. So I think there is a little bit of accountability that has to go on with with Josh, and um, uh, it's it's just uh, it's a sad day for Buffalo football. So that that's all I got. Uh, thanks for taking my call. All right, thank you, Linda. Um, I don't think Brandon Bean would be the one to make that decision. Let me make that clear. Brandon Bean came in here on the on the recommendation of Sean McDermott, so I don't think Brandon Bean w- would turn around. I could be wrong on that. But Terry Pagula, interesting. Yesterday was the 10-year anniversary where he fired everybody in the Sabre organization and brought back Pat LaFontaine. And like Terry Pagula at one point was managing the Sabres, how many people want Terry Pagula to manage the Buffalo Bills right now, meaning make a decision here. So we know he has it in him. But talking to Matt Perino, somebody, Terry Pagula, has not talked about his own football team in four years. Publicly. Publicly. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is a little terrifying because if it goes poorly down the stretch here, the Bills end up with a losing record. The Bills end up on the outside looking into the postseason. Is it fair to believe they run it back? I think it is. Is 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 disgusting as it feels right now for me to even think that. I am going to bring up an angle. And Perino just said no. I don't believe this, but. Does the does the play the Buffalo Bills inspire anybody to open up their wallet right now? If 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 things are if things are dragging, and I'm just you know wondering, and since the whole business department they all got fired essentially for various reasons, like it's all new turnover there. Like that new stadium, if things are, you need that new shiny object, that new hope. That's play one of the drought era playbook. Danger. New head coach, get excited. Mm. Buy your tickets. Mm. It it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't hurt, but man, that's a regression to where the bills were through the drought. Does right? it not feel though that that everything felt droughtish last night? That's why today sucks. Yeah, these losses. I mean, during the drought, the losses sucked. They were they were tough. They were bad losses, right? But the way Sean McDermott loses in spectacular fashion. Hell, the way that he's won some of these games in spectacular, you didn't deserve to beat the Giants. You didn't deserve, you, you almost lost, you, you deserve to beat the Bucs, but you almost lost to the Bucs. You, two plays are separating yes. this from a six-game losing streak. Two. Two plays are separating a record for three and seven. You could say, well, they won, Gene, so what does it matter? Just pointing out, I, I the last few weeks are like okay this team will snap out of it this team will snap out of it oh it's Ken Dorsey's fault okay so when you lose again to Zach Wilson what are we saying on Monday whose fault is it then what is that atmosphere going to be like in Orchard Park on Sunday if the Buffalo Bills are down a halftime mm. to Zach Wilson mm. uh, all right let's get to happy hour 
And again, more of your calls are welcome. If you'd like to pull up a stool, that number is 866-4326-585-8664-FAN. It's not a blame assessment Tuesday. I don't know what today is. I don't know either. We we have time for your calls on the other yeah, side. We are in a blender today, yeah. as many of you are. Uh, but we're getting through it together here on The Fan Rochester. And we'll be back with more of your calls for happy hour here at 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.